If you're investing in real estate, you can boost your gains by being your own bank. Visit ParadigmLife.net forward slash resources to learn this real estate wealth strategy. Let's start the show. This is The Wealth Standard Radio, your gold standard in everything financial. Hey, everybody. Good morning and welcome. Uh, welcome to The Wealth Standard Podcast. My name is Patrick Donahoe. I'm here with uh, the handsome Brad Gibb. It might be good afternoon or good evening. <laughs> wherever you're Depending listening, wherever whenever you're listening. You're listening right? If you're listening live, good morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're broadcasting on the TuneIn Network. Uh, make sure you subscribe to this TuneIn channel so you can listen live every, uh, every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. All right, so let's get to the meat of this, uh, this podcast. So we, we decided uh, to kind of look and mm-hmm. scour the, uh, the titles of the internet. And uh, what jumped out at us was Mr gold himself donald donald trump the donald the donald and uh, of course right now he is uh in the he's in the spotlight everywhere yep and uh so we're going to talk about him and, and our objective here isn't to to push one stance or the other it's just to kind of talk about what's out there and maybe some of the opinions people glean off of off of what he says and how it's being spun by the media. Uh, also, some of the things that he said in the debates, which I don't think most people even understand. Um, so it's more, more to talk about that and also to look at maybe our you know, political and economic and financial philosophy and that how that intertwines both uh, for and against uh, against Trump. And I know you have very high level opinions of, you know, ways in which finances should run and government and and, and so forth and a dislike or a distaste for currently how the system operates, which um, clearly is uh, is inefficient and unproductive. So we're going to kind of get into it, get into a lot of that. Hopefully mm-hmm. we don't veer off into the weeds uh, too much. Um, but Donald Trump is is clearly I don't know he's a he's an icon of of sorts, right? And uh, and so I think the political political run has really created and stirred up um, a lot. And mm-hmm. uh, and I, I think it's entertaining to 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 be frank. Um, and I was uh, I was kind of looking forward to that first debate that they uh, that they did. But um, but what do you think? I mean, what is your 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 initial like gut reaction to him in general? Like, wh- how would you articulate that, Brad? To to me, the whole thing has felt like the old WWF, right? <laughs> it, it almost seems too coordinated and too lined up all yeah. the, all the arguments and the discussions yeah. and the points that are made. So it, it, it does feel like there's a lot there for entertainment value. I think a lot of it, I don't think Trump really expects to become president. So I think he acts that way, <laughs> which, which totally changes the dynamic for those who have to follow the, prim and proper and, and your know, ways of going about it and answering questions. So that definitely adds an element of fun to it. But I, I, yeah, I think it, it feels like publicity and entertainment as much as anything. Uh, so who is Donald Trump? As you, have you, have you, have you, as you have associated him Ooh. with, uh, with a WWF wrestler or a person within WWF, like who, who is he? There, there might be better than this because I didn't watch it a ton. I can only remember a handful of the guys, but the Hulk, Hulk. or not, not Hulk, Hulk, Hulk Hogan. Hogan, Hulk Hogan. Okay, because he was very flashy and outspoken and and talked about a lot of other stuff and wasn't just a wrestler. So maybe that's, and he was blonde. So maybe I'll throw that in there, but that's all I can. Remember. Oh man. Okay. Well, maybe you guys can <clears throat> chime in and email us about who who represents the political figures from a WWF perspective okay that was in, that was interesting sorry i, never, I, I didn't think we, you were gonna actually say something like that 
Um, no, but it does. I mean, it is. But that's politics, right? Yeah. Politics is a game, and and I and I feel sometimes that they're trying to game us. They're trying to game yeah. the American people, and it's I don't know. It's one of the things that I found helpful was I knew that that Donald Trump and Mark Cuban had this kind of like Twitter feud over the last several years, but Mark Cuban actually made a positive comment. Cause it was cool. I mean, they would, you know, Cuban would say like, he's not really worth that amount of money and it's all tied up in real estate. And, you know, Trump would, you know, respond back. Well, he needs, you know, he's clearly not good because a good businessman, because look at the Mavericks or something like that, because they're yeah. record or whatever. And then he would respond back like, well, you know, you, if because of your, you know, lackluster net worth, you can't even afford an NBA team. I mean, it was kind of this back and forth, yeah. which is, which was, I guess, I don't know, maybe it was entertaining. Sure. But, uh, but one of the things he said about Donald Trump, which I, which I agree with is, um, to the, to the positive is he, he tells the truth, right? He speaks mm -hmm. and he says what he, what he believes, right? Do you, do you agree? Do you 100% agree with that statement that Mark Cuban made? I, I, th I think a lot of it, I, I don't know what Donald Trump, you know, where he really is, which is actually one of the negatives I have for him is I don't know what his foundational philosophy is, but he definitely is not controlled by private interest groups, or he's not following that politically correct line, which which definitely comes across as he just says what he thinks. He doesn't worry. He didn't, he doesn't test everything that comes out of his mouth with a focus group. Yep. And I think that's okay. hugely positive, mm -hmm. and definitely is that 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 feeling of he just says what he believes and and what there is, and doesn't worry about people taking offense or yeah. not taking it the right way or. You can't say that as a politician. Yeah. I think that's really refreshing. That's all. That's the thing that freaking bugs me about like debates and interviews. Like even I, I think it was some satire that uh, that Conan did or something like that. Um, but it had it had like it, the Walker guy, the Wisconsin guy Walker, and he made the exact same statement like ten times yeah. in different places. And th that's the thing is politics is all canned, yep. right? All this stuff is written for them, and you could totally see that in that debate. I mean, it was all canned. They're all canned responses because there was a question answer asked, right? And then the response had nothing to do with the question, yep. right? Every single time. It was crazy. And, and, and one of the interesting things, I know that a lot of people watch people like Colbert and, and Stewart yeah. and, and those guys that aren't even real news. Yeah. But one of the things that's so intriguing about it is they ask questions that aren't the scripted stuff. Yeah. And you actually yeah. can glean a lot from those types yeah. of interviews because it's not the pre-scripted yeah. CNN line of, of information that comes through. Yeah. And I, I think that's why those are, even though they're not really, you know, credible news sources, sure. they're, why they're so popular is it's, it's a refreshing take. It's, it's them being real people. Okay. All right. So let's, I mean, all right. Cause I, I agree with that. I think we're on, we're on the same, we're on the same page there. So he, he, he says stuff, he, he's controversial, but at the same time, it's like, he's, he, he knows the game he's playing. He's not, he's not dumb. Mm -hmm. Right. And he knows that if he says certain things, it's going to really, you know, really engage people and get them stirred up in a frenzy. And he's done an amazing job <laughs> at, at doing that. Um, so at the same time, I mean, he's, he's a businessman. He's an, in a sense, he's, you know, because of the apprentice, he's has some entertainment um, around kind of this, this, uh, you know, this business idea. So looking at that, looking at that standpoint, um, like, how, do you think that is influencing his, what he's saying and how he's saying it? Or do you think he really is kind of telling the truth? Well, I, I think he thinks he's telling the truth, but from okay. his perspective, like you said, he's a business owner, a high net worth individual. Sure. So the, the, the policy stances he's taking, I don't think he steps back and says, what is really good for everybody? Or mm. what is the, you know, the foundational principle that we should be yep. trying to apply here? 
I think a lot of the policies he rolls out would be good for him Mm -hmm. or his style of business, Mm -hmm. or it it really doesn't necessarily rest on um, a foundation of, I guess what we would call principles. Mm So I, that's where I cringe when I, when I listen to a lot of what is out there is it's, it's very situational. It's very, well, I would do this because of, you know, and it's, it's him. I can see him almost taking advantage of a Mm -hmm. situation and saying, I want to do this because everybody's emotional about it and they would agree with me. And then. So more of an opportunist type of opportunistic. Yeah. Type of approach rather than a principle and say all the time, this is the way you deal with these types of situations. Even if you get the outcome you don't want. Yeah. So here's, here's how I, here's kind of how I look at it. And I've, I don't know. I, I, we're all learning. We're all human beings and it's, it's hard to, to absolutely take a stance on anything. Um, and then to completely put your foot in the ground and say, okay, that's the way that it is forever. Um, I'm, I'm a big believer in, you know, you establish an opinion, but you always have to be open that that opinion could uh, in the future, uh, be compromised, right. Or, mm-hmm. or it could change. So with me, I mean, I, I, when I first started to learn about like Austrian economics and Murray Rothbard and, and, uh, free market economics, uh, and kind of the libertarian approach, um, I was very, I was, I was very enthralled in that. And I loved it. And I still love love those principles uh, because it gives human beings the freedom to do what we do best, right? Which is which is you know live and create and make mistakes and learn from our mistakes and and progress move and, and really. progress because of that, right? And a huge part of that, a huge part of making mistakes and making errors is you know is that you do learn. And there's a huge amount of progress that takes place. But then government obviously has stepped in the way and has become this you know, this, uh, this backstop for, for people. Um, and I think there's, you know, there, it's to our detriment, but my, so my thing is, you know, if we, if we were to start off, if we were to start a country right now and start a society, those principles should absolutely be followed. And that's what the founding fathers tried to do with our initial, you know, documents mm-hmm. and the initial, um, you know, organization of a Republican type of government, right. Having different branches and having checks and balances and so forth where no, you know, power was absolutely on a monarch or no power was absolutely on a set of individuals, right. It was shared. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that the idea there was incredibly sound. I don't think those documents or those principles are outdated by any stretch, but at the same time, look at where we're at right now. It is like the hmm. diam- we're diametrically opposite of, of that in a lot of ways. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and so looking at the government's role in our lives, I mean, it is, it's taking a role everywhere. And that's where people default when there's an issue. Okay. There's an issue. Okay. We need to make a law. Right. This, yeah. this, if I did this, okay, the let's government make, needs let's, to solve the government, the government needs to solve the problem. Yep. And or if we get an outcome we don't like, then we want to change it so that we get the outcome that we like. Exactly. E- even if it had nothing to do yeah. with, that's just life. Life sometimes sucks and we can't make a law that life doesn't suck sometimes. It's never going to be a utopia. But yep. I think we've all gotten to the habit and society has been created where government, I mean, go look at how many laws are created each year. New laws. It's crazy. Yeah. Right. When are laws ever Thousands. taken out? Never. Like you're you're going to get to this point where we have so many laws, you're not going to be able to go to the bathroom without breaking some sort of law. <laughs> Maybe there isn't a law right now that prevents you from doing that. So my thing here, so here's my point. So my point is, you know, I look at I look at the Donald, right, and I look at how he some of the things that he says, and looking at how he can change this. I mean, he's he's been bold enough to say, listen, I'm going to make us so rich that we don't need to worry about Social Security and Medicare, right? Because he he really looks at you know the current yeah. state that we're in and. He thinks government is a solution to a lot of the problems, right? Now, he obviously would lead that and influence that, but essentially government would solve the problem. So, you know, in a pure, in a puristic, you know, economical 
uh, point of view, I disagree with that. But at the same time, I'm a, I'm a realist in a sense, and I recognize that you know we're so far down the beaten path. It's kind of like we've been addicted to heroin for the last you know, hundred years, are we really going to wake up the next morning and just suddenly not be dependent on it? So my thing is, it's like, I, I do, I do feel like the, the founding principles are true and I know that they are, but at the same time, how do you solve a lot of our problems? Cause we are so far gone. Is it really going to be a, 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 a clean cut? And I, I would, I would argue no. And that's why I kind of favor some of the things that he would do from a business standpoint. Now, where that leads us to, that's where I'm kind of, af- I'm afraid, right. right? Because once you allow government, you know, an inch, they take a mile. And so that's, that's kind of where I don't know. And I, I, I wouldn't be here, you know, saying that I, I know the solution. I would never say that. But that's, that's my big thing. Is okay. He's, he's smart. He's a businessman. He's turned companies around. He knows how to market. Um, he knows how to make deals. He's proven that. He's written books on it, yep. right? Some of the property he owns and some of the ways in which he's, you know, been able to uh, to to do real estate deals is fascinating. And and so looking at that, understanding his business principles, he's. I mean, he, I think he's really capitalized on our current politics and political infrastructure because, I mean, he's taken advantage of pol- politicians. Oh, yeah. He said no it. Question. Right? He doesn't lie about it. Yep. He also has taken advantage of bankruptcy laws. Right, mm-hmm. which are there. If they weren't there, he wouldn't take advantage of them. But if they're there, he takes advantage of them. Yep. So my so my big thing is what I mean, what are your thoughts in that regard? Is that something that you know do you agree with me or do you disagree with me? Because I know that you and I feel very similar on kind of a yeah. libertarian standpoint, but at the same time, we have to both be realists and recognize when those principles are um are 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 important. And are they right now, given the state of our economy, given the state of our country? Yeah, the application is really where it where what it comes down to. And I I tend to fall on the side where I have a, I'm I'm such an absolutist I guess um, that I have a really hard time saying this is the lesser of two evils right and that's yep. that's the approach where I can I can respect and understand somebody that does that but I have a hard time doing that and I look at it and say a hard break that going cold turkey would be the best thing because it'll it'll turn it around faster mm-hmm. yes it'll be hard but I'd rather it be hard. And then over rather than continually dragging that process out. Because a lot of times in dragging that process out, we'll, we may give up. We may go back to the way it was. Um, and, and I kind of like the idea of just burn the ships and let's, let's not give ourselves the out. Um, you think the collateral damage would, because that's my, and that's my point. Right. I agree with you in a sense, but yeah, if, if, if we try to completely, destroy everything and build it from the ground up i think we're too far gone that that our society wouldn't survive and i just i just think that we have a better chance of that than slowly fixing it within um so that's just where i i I, will it work no idea right but if you gave me the reins that's probably what i'd do i'd probably just say look we're we're just going to amputate the leg and and we're we're not going to try to save it anymore We're, we're just going for it you better have a lot of secret service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I will never be in a position uh, there. But. No, so that's, and that's kind of the path. I mean, because that, that's my, my my take on it. It's kind of like how people would, you know, we have a, there's a guy that I follow on on Facebook, uh, uh, Connor Boyack, and he was very, um, he, he called out Mitt Romney on a lot of, you know, when he was running for president mm-hmm. about, you know, not understanding true, you know, constitutional principles and it just coming at it from a business standpoint. I think, you know, Donald Trump would come at it from a very similar standpoint. Yeah. And so that's the big thing is like, even though I agree, I disagree because it's, it comes down to w- what's the objective? Is the objective to take what's wrong right now and fix it, right? And 
or is, is the objective to you know hardcore absolutely abide by certain principles? Yeah, well, and that's where I guess I have a hard time with. I don't, I don't really think we ought to run the country like a business because a, a business is based on principles that a government isn't. Right? It's based on voluntary exchange. Right? Um, you know, my profits are a result of how much value I add to people. Whereas with a government, if we're going to run it that way, it's not based on the same underlying premise that that I get to choose, yep. right? And so without that aspect of it, it never will run yep. like a business, which is why I get really worried about some of Trump's policies yeah. is if he's going to try to run it that way, but it's built on, there's a certain amount of additional control that he's given that his companies don't have. Yep. So if I don't like how business, how Trump runs his business, big deal, yep. right? I just don't buy his stuff. I don't participate <laughs> in it. It doesn't affect me. No, but if don't. I don't like the way he runs the government, I don't have the choice, yeah. right? So I, I think there's some big flaws in saying, well, we should pick a businessman because he'll he'll run it that way. And and while there's some benefit in understanding, you know, economic calculations, there isn't a profit and loss model there to tell us whether we're being effective, whether we're actually getting the right the right outcome or not. So that's where I think there's a lot of embedded danger in in that type of approach that would appeal to a lot of people who might call themselves conservative or yeah. or or have those leanings. Uh, or even leanings very similar to ours, they say, yeah, let's get someone in there that's been successful in the free market. Yep. Well, it's, I, I worry if you just strictly take those over and say, I'm going to apply those to something that isn't that way. Yeah. And that's, yeah, and it's, and it's a hard, it's a hard, I'm, I'm, we're not going to come to a conclusion no. just because there's so many different ways to, no. to approach it. But yeah, the, the proper role of government as, you know, it originated by founding fathers is to, to protect the rights of, of people so that people can exercise their liberty and exercise their, um, you know, their, their choices but then to protect so that it doesn't infringe on the rights of others. That's that. That's it. Right. Period. And we're way past that. I mean, and that's and that's my point. It's kind of like, and I don't know. I don't know what the. I don't know what I would. I would do or how I would choose. But we're we're to the point where I don't think that's a real a, where it's realistic. Yeah. Um. I do feel that there has to be a lot of changes made if we're going to preserve. And that's where it's kind of I lean toward him as you know fixing businesses and understanding marketing, understanding negotiations. To uh, to potentially change, but still, it's it's kind of like you said. Do, do we really want a business person doing it because it shouldn't be run like a business? And I agree wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. Just we're at the point where I don't know. Are we are we too far gone that we can go back to those original principles? And I would say, you know, I think we are. Anyway, that's a discussion for another mm -hmm. day. So let's, let's talk about a few things in relation in relationship to him. Um, so Donald Donald Trump has obviously built a built an empire, and I think he's kept it private. I mean, Trump the Trump organization is not public; it's not a publicly traded. So publicly traded companies, you see their books, you see right. their cash flows, you see their mm -hmm. debts, you see their liabilities, you see where they own property. You know, his is com his is completely private, right? So it's a private corporation. So looking at what Trump has run, um, let's I want to kind of get into one thing that I saw, you know, in the debates that most people didn't really didn't really understand. I think it's a very important point to to understand. So we we look at um, a lot of his criticism financially is that he has declared bankruptcy, right? He, so he's, he's, how can a bankrupt person, um, how can he be financially prudent and, uh, and responsible for, you know, for how he would run another institution like, you know, the government? Mm -hmm. what's well, your, what's your take on that? It it comes down to understanding, you know, what bankruptcy really means, right? Mm -hmm. Is it, is it a cop out? Is it, is it walking away or is it really even a bad thing? Yeah. Um, and to me, I actually can hold someone in a lot of respect that would, that would go, it, 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 if done right, I yeah. guess, because it means he took a risk. Yeah. It means he tried to do something and tried to build and grow and develop something and then came clean and said, hey, yeah. 
this didn't work out, mm-hmm. right? And, and that's just, now again, all, as long as he did everything ethically all the way through and wasn't using this as a shield or mm-hmm. something like that. But I don't think that failure, um, I don't remember who had this lesson, but there was some big company that had an employee that made you know, a million dollar mistake or something, walked into the president's office and was worried he was going to get fired. Says, well, no, I'm not going to fire you. I just invested a million dollars in your education, mm-hmm. right? So if it, if it, from that standpoint, I like the idea of bankruptcy because it allows us to make mistakes and move on and learn from them. Whereas if that, if that wasn't there, if that opportunity wasn't there, nobody would take that risk. Nobody would, nobody would put anything on the line if you couldn't discharge those, mm-hmm. you know, in an organized way and everybody knew what risk was being taken. Yep. So. so here's my, and I think it, it comes down to, because I agree with you, but I think we're, we're, we're making statements. I think people assume things that they don't understand when it comes to bankruptcy. Because when I, if, you, if you're an uneducated, uneducated person financially, you look at bankruptcy and bankruptcy is you failed. Right. right. And you had to, you know, essentially have all of your debts extinguished because you weren't responsible with the, with the project. Right. So first two things, that's not bankruptcy. Okay. And mm-hmm. second bankruptcy laws exist and it is an ethical way to discharge failure in a mm-hmm. sense. So let's first talk about exactly what bankruptcy is. So bankruptcy is there's different types, right? And so Donald Trump didn't ever file personal bankruptcy. He filed corporate bankruptcy. So corporate bankruptcy right, is normally chapter 11. And I think there's a, a few other chapters as well, depending on the nature of the company. But when you, when you file a, a corporate bankruptcy, okay, what's the process, right? You basically declare, I'm bankrupt, you file, file a form, right? And that fo- form goes to a bankruptcy court. And, and then in the bankruptcy court, you know, essentially the, the court acts as the receiver um, between the assets of the business and the creditors. That's it. Yeah, so right. all, you and don't they negotiate to keep the any of those assets anymore, right? Yeah. All of those are turned over to say, well, I cannot continue to make these payments. So take all the assets and divide them up and, and try to pay everybody back as much as possible. Exactly. So it's not, I'm going to run away with all the money yep. and all the winnings and you guys are left, you know, the creditors are left out with hanging. Nothing. It's, I'm giving everything back. I don't yep. have anything yep. and, and it's divided up. Yep. And there's obviously complexities to that, but yeah. that's naturally kind of what bankruptcy is, where you just have a receiver that takes assets and then takes liabilities and tries to settle up on settle up on it right mm-hmm. that's it those laws were created right so it's not like he created those laws trump did um and lots of different companies have had subsidiaries bankrupt and, and so mm-hmm. forth but that's just the nature of our of our system right so this comes to kind of the last point then we can conclude our our thoughts for for today but looking at businessmen and looking at individuals that take advantage of the tax code, that take advantage of business mm-hmm. laws, that take advantage of um, you know, bankruptcy laws, or take advantage of the different, you know, and, and why people will lobby um, or hire lobbyists to pass laws or influence in their behavior. Let's let's maybe talk about how our system is set up so that those that really want to be successful have to jump through those hoops. Right. So my my first thing is is kind of the tax law and and how what we have to do in order to pay the least amount of tax. Because when it comes down to it, if if I didn't do any kind of tax planning, then I would pay an insane amount of taxes. And now I'm basically saying, I'm going to give all this money to the government that I could have kept and invested myself and been productive with, but I'm going to give it to them because I trust them to be a better steward. And that's not, I don't, I don't believe that period. Mm-hmm. So that's where I had to do all these different tax plans and pay tons of money to do tax plans so that I can retain, so I can retain that money. Okay, so the system that exists for taxes is a complete 
nightmare, absolute nightmare. I mean, if you looked at how long the tax code is and all the different ridiculous things that you have to do, it's completely flawed. So how would you argue from a person that, that takes advantage of these types of laws uh, in their favor? Is that, is that wrong to do or is it principally, is, are you principally uh, compromising it? See, I, I don't think it is at all. And the reason I can say that I, I don't think it's, you shouldn't pay any more than the law demands of you, to me, comes down to starting with, well, whose money is it, right? If it's unethical to, to avoid legally avoid paying taxes, then that's saying the government owns your money and they're just letting you keep a portion of it. Where I look at it the other way, where it's my money and then I'm allowing the government to take the portion that they have deemed that is theirs. Exactly. So for me, it, it comes down, that's where the moral compass lines up to say, yeah, it's all your money anyway. So you, if you can figure out a way to keep more of it, you should do that. It, mm. it is yours. Um, as opposed to the more collectivist view that it's all of ours or it's the government's and, and then they're going to allow you to keep keep what's yours. And that's crazy because people, there's so many mm -hmm. people that think that way, right? They think that when they get a refund at the end of the year from their tax returns, it's a refund from the government. It's not. It's, it's, it's their, their money back. Their money. Mm -hmm. So people don't realize, you know, realize the, these issues and it's been framed in a way that definitely favors government. All right. So let's, yep. because of the lack of time, let's, let's now go into lobbying, right? So lobbying, you know, just for those who understand, don't understand lobbying, lobbying, there are essentially, there, there's a profession that acts as a liaison between you and the government where you pay a private lobbyist who then goes onto Capitol Hill or goes and tries to meet with this senator or meet with this representative and, and try to get, you know, to get, uh, um, what are those things where they add on to, to different bills? Pork, Earmar earmarks. Or earmarks yeah. So you get earmarks and you get these, you know, these, this bond or that bond or, or this if, funding or that funding. Yeah. Or it should be done in this district instead of that district or it's, whatever. And that's where you, you hear all these like, you know, these, these $2 million uh, grants going for the, you know, the reproduction habits of red squirrels or something like that. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like, you hear these ridiculous, like, why would they ever pass something like that? That's a lobbyist. Yep. That's a lobbyist that, you know, worked for the red squirrel, you know, wilderness, wilderness fund yeah. and, you know, essentially lobbied to get funding for a grant to do whatever. Right. So the lobbying side of things. So Donald Trump, he, you know, he clearly in the, in the debates was saying, yeah, I've given money to Hillary Clinton. I've given money there. I mean, they're giving money. Mm -hmm. Why? They're giving money because that's the system that was created for them. So do you fault or do you say it's bad to work within that system? I know that that's a, that's a more difficult question than the yeah. tax code, but why? I mean, we can't argue the system exists, right? right? The lobbyist system exists. So for a businessman where you need to get laws, like you need to get an easement done or you need to get a building permit or you need to get, you know, whatever. And the only way to get it is through government. What do you do? Do you just say, you suck government. I want a libertarian free market, you know, less government. Do you, do, do you go that route? Cause you're not gonna get anything done if you go that right. route, right? Or do you take advantage of it? Where's the, what's the right path there? Yeah. Mr. Moral. Well, the, there you go. <laughs> I, I always try to come back to, you know, what, what the underlying principle is of it. And like you said, the system is there and it exists and, and there's not a lot we can do about it. Now, I, I wish it didn't. And, and there are certainly structures that can be done better to where that they wouldn't have the power that they have. But I understand why somebody would want a lobby, right? If there is really something that you want to get done, you don't have the time to go and sit and be in all those meetings or that. So why wouldn't 20 people to get together and say, I'll just send one to go tell everybody what we all want, right? So the idea and the concept is is okay, yeah. is, is, is moral. It, it really comes down to the people running it. And it to me, it, it's not very far different than having to pay bribes. 
right? To, to it's get not, food. it's the same thing. <laughs> but to me, the, the immorality lies on the person taking it, not yeah. necessarily the person paying it per se, because you've got your agenda. And as long as your agenda is moral and legal, yeah. then, then, then you can get there. But I, I kind of, the silly way I look at it is, you know, the airport security lines, yeah. there's one line that's really, really long and one that's really short, yeah. right? You go through the one that's short, right? <laughs> Because what did you do to get the able to go through that? I went pre-check? through an interview process. And you wrote a check to somebody, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. there's a, good, there's good, a process there. Yeah. And you know why should you get to go through that one just because you paid and did those things yeah. and all these other people have it's to wait. wait right. So it's just a way for you to get your objective across yeah. a, a little bit faster. So I have a hard time saying that those are participating are immoral. Yeah. I don't want the activity to happen, yeah. but- like you said, it's it it you know it, it is what it is, and we should be asking the questions, not of the people involved in doing it. We should step back and say, if we don't want that, how do we remove that incentive? Yep, right. And that's my, and that's the big thing with how I look at Trump and what he's what he's trying to accomplish. It's kind of like if if the agenda was I'm going to go in there and and you know essentially work within the system to get things changed so that it went to a uh, less government, free market, living the that would be a perfect world. But at the same time, it's like, if you were to even hint at that, yeah, it's, you know, no bueno. So well, that's the thing. It's a hard conversation. And and, it, and it's always tit for tat, right? So if, if he wants to get some more conservative, smaller government agenda across, he's going to have to concede on some other lines or yeah. else he'll be stonewalled. Yep. Right. So anybody in the position of the, we can't put our faith and trust in all, oh, you know, Trump's got the answers because he doesn't make all the decisions as president anyway. Mm-hmm. Right there's Congress and there's the senators and there's every state and local government. So, it's 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 not that to me. I guess is what disheartens me maybe more than anything with the presidential races is people put their hopes and dreams in a candidate. Yeah, that, I know. Man, that guy's gonna change things. Yeah. And even if he wanted to and was the person and did it or could have, doesn't he, mean that it's right. He, well, he can't. Yeah. Even, I mean, that we could put the best person in as president yep. that lined, you could put me in as president and I wouldn't get done what you would want me to get yep. done because I don't have the ability to do that even as president. Yep. Um, but still, it's more of like, because I agree and I disagree. You're right. Because that's how the government's set up is to have a balance. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you could, you can act as a person that rallies Congress, that rally, you know, rallies the, you know, the, the Senate rallies the House rally, rallies everybody together acts as kind of like the you know the leader right or the, mm-hmm. the 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 quarterback and essentially gets people to to go in a specific direction and, and inspires them to do that so that that way they could obviously sure. you know President Obama has not done the greatest job mm-hmm. at you know rallying rallying well, people depending on what you want to be rallied to yeah maybe. but that but my, at the end of the day it's like it's it's in a sense it's a whole charade I mean but we're we're at the point that we're at government's the way that it is society is the way that it is looking at our issues, we have a lot of issues. And so how, how to solve it, I'm not sure the right approach. Is it an absolute cut it and hope, you know, burn, burn the city down and rebuild <laughs> completely? Or, you know, is it trying to work within the framework and, you know, cut things and change this and optimize this? Who knows? Who knows right. what's going to happen, right? But we just wanted to talk kind of, just kind of give our flavor on on Trump. I mean, I've read, I've read most of his books. We, we do a lot of um, you know, we do some work with the the Rich Dad organization, and a lot of them are, are mentors mm-hmm. of us, and and they've been on you know podcasts before, and and they have a very high regard for him because they they've worked with him on a business, um, and uh, you know a, ver- a very close level, and their respect and admiration for him is is really high, and maybe I think if we had that, maybe our yeah. opinion opinion would be different. Um, also, we did you know I did a uh, an interview with uh, Donald Trump's son Donald Jr. 
And, you know, just the way in which the, the children carry themselves, I've been very impressed. I mean, the conversation I had, the way that they, you know, work within the business, I think that's really cool that he has his family mm-hmm. and kids and so forth doing that. So uh, if you want to listen to that interview, I think uh, we'll put a link in our in our blog, which is on thewellstandard.com and maybe within the iTunes link as well. So check that out. Um, but the Trumps, it yeah. is in, they definitely have made a name for themselves well, and, and, it's, and it's really cool. And that's the thing. I've read his books too and I love him. He's very inspiring. He's got, he's... He, he talks, he's a successful person and every successful person shares certain principles or things that they do. And it's, it's amazing. It's, it's just, you know, where do you apply them and, and, and where does it go? So, if, you know, from a personal development standpoint, I, I definitely look up to him uh, and view him in a small degree, um, you know, as a mentor mm-hmm. for, for learning things like that. But when he, what he does on the political side to me is, is very, very different. <laughs> Uh, then, then what you're going to get out of that. So, but time will tell. I mean, I think to, mm-hmm. it, it's good to see him shaking it up. I mean, I have yes. to agree with Mark Cuban because what really, you know, I think Rand Paul came the closest to me seeing a candidate that wasn't canned, right? That really yep. believed in certain things and and said them. And, our, and he, I think he did that in the debate as well when he had his exchange about the Patriot Act and and privacy and and uh, NSA and so forth. Uh, when he had that uh, that inter- interaction with uh, which what's his name from New Jersey. Um, I, brain fart anyway but uh but yeah looking at you know looking at Rand paul kind of as a, as a second it's more of like i like the real person i like person that you know really does stand by principle and is, does not have canned answers um and so it's cool to see kind of a mix-up and a shake-up yep. um you know hopefully that will bring out the true nature of of people and we'll we'll see it's it's amazing the spotlight we put on this this uh this candidate and this role and everything that goes into it um but you know we'll see we have a we have a great country created a lot of cool things um, but i think you can agree with me we've we've uh deviated the course that was intended and uh it's it's just interesting to um you know to see that represented in just a lot of what's said and what's believed mm-hmm. when it comes to politics when it comes to laws and when it comes to the role of government yep and, and i know you feel this way patrick because we we try to do it with each other all the time too i think the most boring conversation i could have is with someone who thinks exactly the way i do yep Right. And I would much rather have a, a good debate, a good intellectual discussion with somebody who believes the opposite of me than just a pandering yes man or headline grabbing conversation with somebody who agrees with everything that I say. Um, so that, like you said, challenging your own thought processes and, and what you understand is your opinion. I think that that's hopefully what comes out of some of the stuff that, that Trump makes people question and makes people think about. But that's, I don't know, that's, that's the only thing I ever get out of these is, is seeing the other side or at least trying to open myself up to, to what somebody else might think and, and how that might influence my approach or my opinion or, or what I hold as, you know, true or, or most accurate. Um, well, it's, it's what we always but, talk about, the three sides of a coin, right? You have, yeah. you have one opinion, the other opinion, and then if you hear both, now you can make your own opinion right you can see yep. both sides see both perspectives but yep. yeah if you have the same perspective all the time it's yeah it's it's ridiculous because you never get anywhere yeah don't agree with somebody just because they have the right letter after their name yeah. right or or the right symbol with their party look at look at the issues look at the questions what do you believe what do you want accomplished and how do you think you're going to get there and and ask those questions and go into it thinking that way mm-hmm. and you'll get a lot more out of it than than just trying to say well i'm gonna i'm gonna go with this party just because that's what I most affiliate with, and I'll just take everything that they say. 
So there's and I'll and I'll end, I'll end with this, and maybe hopefully this isn't too revealing, but I I look at it, there's all there's value in all people, right? And looking at you know those that maybe not have the the a similar political affiliation, they still have something to add. There's still value there. And so how I look at things and how and I've learned over the years just by interacting with with so many people is I never want to make a judgment without actually listening and hearing and understanding the person. Um, so I'll give I'll give you a, a few examples. Um, so I was at this podcast conference a few weeks ago and um, there was a there was a guy in there, Mark Moran, and he has one of the most popular podcasts out there, the the WTF podcast. And he was um, he's the only guy, only podcast that uh, interviewed President Obama. And I guess President Obama is kind of you know his his uh, uh, PR counselors or consultants or whatever were like you need to you know you need to connect with the American people again yada yada yada. So they kind of you know encouraged him in a sense to to interview with with Mark Moran. So so at this podcast conference, Moran was there and he was giving the key, one of the keynotes. And he was talking about this experience of like Obama coming to his garage in the hills of California and like the streets shut down and there were snipers on the roof. And, you know, there's all this secret service like sweeping his house. It was, cra- it was crazy. And then, you know, the podcast started with, you know, this like background noise of Obama in this dude's garage, which is kind of, which is kind of <laughs> cool. So as I listened to that, the, re- the point I'm trying to make is when I listened to, to Obama, um, you know, there is, is he, is he smart? Does he have something to add? Does he have, I think there's value there. Right now, the role he's in, you know, I don't think it's meant for him. The thing is, he's a, he's a smart guy. He's done specific things. He's he's influenced. You know, is there is there something that you can glean from him going through the adversity that he did? Do, although I don't really agree with anything he's done, still, just the fact that he's been able to be as influential as he has for people that's that is important for me, and I find it valuable to try to learn something like that, even though I don't disagree with everything else. So the other thing I'm going to say is with with Trump, right? My your initial view of him is this guy that you can't as- associate with. He has all this money. He dri- flies in his own jets and his helicopters. There may be a ton that does not align with you at all, but there may be something, whether it's um, his insight into business or his insight into relationships or negotiation or whatever, that might be valuable to you. So my point is, kind of ending this ending this discussion is never discount everything a person knows, right? You want to look at you know, everybody has flaws, but there's probably all, I guarantee there's always going to be something good that can be gleaned from people. And if you start with that, I think you're going to be able to have a lot better, um, you know, association with just people in general. If you can see within them and say, if there's something that I could benefit from or gain value from. Agree? I fully agree. I think as soon as you start to think that and that's where it gets dangerous. If, if you can't see value in every person and, and their perspective, that's where you're progression, your viewpoints are going to be, are going to be, um, limited significantly. So even if it's learning what not to do, that's valuable because now you know something (laughs) that you shouldn't do. Just that's just as valuable as knowing what you should do. So, um, yeah, I fully agree with that. Cool. All right, everyone. We'll end. Hope you enjoyed our Trump rant. Uh, but uh, it's probably different than most Trump rants you've heard. But who knows? Hopefully it was good. Who knows? Okay, everyone. Thanks. Uh, thanks for listening today. And we will talk to you next time. You've been listening to the Wealth Standard Radio Show, your gold standard in everything financial with your host, Patrick Donahoe. 